Two-storied brands are disappearing. Does anyone want the Tiffany Network? Keith, remember CBS, the Tiffany Network? And Keith, you have a moment of tribute to a great broadcaster. We're back with another edition of Media Insultant. Our opinions, comments, and ideas that we blather on about. (laughs) In Seattle, I'm Jackson Weaver. And in California, it's Keith Samuels, my handsome (laughs) co-host. We do this, you can laugh, it's true. We do this each Tuesday and Thursday. So today we welcome you to the Thursday, February 24th episode of Media Insultant. You worked for a CBS radio station, and I never did. But my first on-air gig was with a CBS affiliate, a little radio station that was a CBS affiliate. And as a 15-year-old kid, that CBS network was was like God coming down the line. I remember asking our PD, if I worked hard enough, did he think I could be good enough to be a CBS anchor on the radio network? And in light of how I sounded, he demurred and said there were many other good paths in the business. <laughs> Have you tried sales, Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried sales, Jackson? But to me, that was the holy grail. CBS was the ultimate place to be. And now it appears that the Tiffany Network may be kind of on its last legs as Viacom CBS is no more. Tell me what's going on. Say it ain't well, so. It, it, well, there still is a CBS. Thankfully, there's still there's no more Viacom. Whatever Viacom was, Viacom, Viacom, call the whole thing off. But that was the name of the company. Viacondias. Yeah, Viacondias. It was Viacom CBS, and they've decided now, the powers that be, the board met and decided that it would just be called Paramount because they also own Paramount Studios. So now it'll be Paramount. Now you've got the, the studio, and you've got the streaming service, Paramount+. Plus. Oh, and we have this television network known as CBS, and we happen to own a television group, and we used to own radio stations, but we sold those to Intercom Now Odyssey a while back, so we're out of that business. And, oh, oh, I think we have a news division, but, you know, that costs so much money. Who really watch? So, yeah, it's 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 all up in the air, and the, and the press releases kind of were, um, well, they kind of neglected to mention CBS News. So... Everybody's kind of out here thinking, does this mean they really don't care? Does this mean they maybe are going to sell the news division? Could be, but who would they sell well, it to? They, they definitely have turned into a focused company on the streaming service. Mm-hmm. You know, they've doubled the number of subs on Paramount. That's beginning to pay off $31 million now, but they're still way behind on production budget, probably because they've got a pretty deep library. Paramount's mm-hmm. got a pretty deep library that they think they can supplement new production with. They've got there's they've got a budget of two billion dollars this year, while Netflix has seventeen billion, and Disney is at twenty five billion, and that's with a B. <laughs> it's the golden age of TV production, buddy. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, you and I could we could be starring in a show tomorrow. <laughs> and you know, then on top of that, you know, your point on news division may be in play. Let's talk about who would buy it and what the assets are. But first. You got a little tribute to a friend of yours by the name of Ray Yeah, uh, just last week, uh, the Radio Trades reported that that uh, a, the, the manager of the Alabama, uh, Florida Panhandle area for iHeart was retiring. His name's Ray Quinn, and uh, and I know Ray. And you know, I first met Ray back in the late '90s when uh, 
he worked with the consulting firm I was working with at the time, the Center for Sales Strategy, and, and uh, he joined us for a while, a short time, but you know, long enough to get to know him and you know, see him at staff meetings and so forth. And, um, and we've stayed friends, not close, but stayed friends since. And he's just a, he was just a great guy. And he's a great guy who also happened to be a really good radio station manager. Okay, this he he, he ran stations well, and well enough that you know iHeart had him overseeing a, you know lots of markets, which was which is you know unusual these days because they, that's big divisional jobs. But 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 Ray had a little niche. He worked for Intercom and and then uh, and then went worked for iHeart after uh, after I worked with him. And you know so he had a career of over fifty years in radio sales and radio sales management and radio station management. And it's one of those few guys that really was good at it and, and deserved a long run. And uh, now he deserves a really nice, relaxing, enjoyable retirement. And I just want to say hats off to Ray for a great career and thank him for just being one of the nicest guys in the business. And he deserves, a, a, he deserves a, a green pastures for a long time. Well, 50 years in radio. Oh, yeah. 50 years in radio will certainly cue you up for a nice time in the home. <laughs> the one where they lock yeah. the doors on their, on yeah, their way out. Yeah, and feed you soft food only, right, yeah. Exactly. Well, congratulations to Ray. You know, uh, on a sidebar, there's an interesting column in TV News, uh, TV yeah. Newsbreak, uh, one of the trade publications, that is a follow-on to what we were talking about with CBS and Paramount. And the speculation that's really pretty interesting is CBS, uh, the TV stations, is a cash cow, probably Paramount's biggest cash mm -hmm. cow. But the news department, the CBS TV News, the Tiffany Network, is losing money. It's a dogged third in the ratings. It's not profitable. Lots of budget cutting going on. And the question is, are they queuing it up to sell it? What do you think? Well, it sure looks that way. I mean, you know, we, we did a story a week ago with uh, Naraj Kimlani, uh, you know, being difficult uh, to wrestle some dollars out to save some news uh, journalists and some stringers and some sources in Afghanistan. Um, and so they had to suffer for a while before they we got them. They got them out to go to Canada, I guess. But uh, you know, it just seems like it. I mean, they've got a very very competent uh, manager running the station group. And that's uh, uh, Wendy McMahon, and then they've got the the slash and burn expense demon in Naraj Kemlani, who's just cutting it to the bone apparently, and everybody's upset and freaked out, and it's almost like yeah, too bad because we're going to cut this to the bone, we're going to get it to break even or make a little money, and then we're going to unload it. And so, gosh, it, it just sounds like it, but this is this is a sad thing because the CBS Television Network, the CBS News. I mean, it's been around, well, since Paley bought the company in the, what, the 30s, you know, when it was all radio. And so, you know, you have you know, all these great radio, uh, Murrow and, uh, and Edward R. Murrow and, you know, Walter Cronkite and Eric Severide and Lowell Thomas and all these guys that were just legendary newsmen during World War frickin' II, let alone Korea, Vietnam, whatever. But... When, it, when all you could do was get your news on the radio, when, what was going on? And Mr. Paley's position on it was, it doesn't matter how much it costs. I'm delivering the best news. I have the best news guys, best news people, and we're going to deliver the news. And, and we'll, the rest of the company will pay for it. Well, apparently that's not the way it is anymore. And uh, Mr. Paley, who died in 1977, you know, is not around to bat, fight that battle. 
So it's just a it's a it's a sad thing if this goes that way. But again, I don't know but the question, who's going to buy it. Well, and the the question is, what what do you find value in CBS News? The brand is aging, and it's a less probably less relevant than it's ever been. I mean, it's still a major brand, but brands go away, you know? I mean, remember Ipana Toothpaste? Remember AOL? <laughs> that wasn't all that long ago. Or Magnavox? RCA. So, you know, well, yeah, absolutely. Now, they do have a good staff of reporters everywhere except London, apparently. <laughs> so let's speculate a second. Who do you think would be interested in buying CBS television. Yeah, news. that would be interesting. Um, Byron Allen. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, yep. maybe, maybe Bloomberg. Uh, you know, maybe Bezos. Uh, you know, buys it and wraps it into the Washington Post. Uh, you know, he's in the news business that way. Um, yeah, I guess the key thing though is what what's the value? You know, if if your next star, for example, they've been doing this spinoff out of WGN in Chicago called News Nation. Okay, adding CBS to that might might make that a lot of sense. Or, you know, Sinclair is um, could really use some of the Tiffany image rubbed off on on their their polish because uh, Sinclair's got some got some real image problems and maybe they think if CBS came along it would make sense. I don't know, maybe David Field. I mean, he bought the radio station. <laughs> that would be maybe that would be bought. audacious. Oh my goodness. That would oh, be yeah. Oh, <laughs> or bodacious. I don't well, know. It would be something, you know. But no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, back in the day, Ted Turner tried to buy CBS. For uh, for those of you that don't remember, Ted Turner had WTBS television and then he wanted to buy CBS. CBS turned you know turned him down, and so he started CNN and Headline News and uh, whatever other things they had. Uh, Can you imagine the CBS board sitting around going, "We're not going to sell ourselves to some damn billboard salesman out of Atlanta. Yeah. Not going to happen." <laughs> and so they didn't. And you know, so uh, now they're just partners with them on sports and everything else. But you know, as you talk this through, I just don't see this actually happen. They've got to have their own because they've got affiliates that are expecting a news product you know you know the, the evening news and breaking news and whatever else and plus they've got their own station group that's pretty important that, that, that needs their news division I, I this may just be an oversight they, they just didn't think about it when they put this press release together Kemlani's just cutting expenses just to bring it into line with reality and the and the and the economics of news these days. So you know this might be all a bunch of bluster, and everybody's freaking out over nothing, and and everything will be fine. CBS has long had a reputation of being uh, anything but thrifty when it comes to spending. So I think there probably is quite a bit that Kemlani would have the ability to cut out of their out of their budget. But it's going to be very interesting. And you know, as you and I were talking the other day, uh, CBS uh, Paley, one of the last things he did before he died is he went to the board and said, "Hey, I want to do a 24-hour news source." And they flipped out and said, "Never, just piss off all of the affiliates." And you know, we couldn't do that. That wouldn't make any sense. And of course, what happened? You know, CNN came along, and you know, the the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on it. And you may be very well right. I think that the thing that we keep coming back to is what's the value of CBS News? What's the value of NBC News? And I think it has diminished quite a bit. Okay, just a final note before we get out of here this uh, this week, Keith. 
almost nothing is happening in the radio right. business. I, I mean, you know, there have been some personnel changes. You know, in Quincy, Illinois, there's a new operations manager. And in Biloxi, Mississippi, they got a new morning show. But not much going on. But there was one trans, or one situation that I did find interesting. A guy by the name of Rich Deutsch, who went from Odyssey mm-hmm. in Kansas mm-hmm. City to Steel City Media in Kansas City. Both have comparable group of radio stations. But it was a parallel move. He went as GSM. Right. So why did I find that interesting? Because he'd been with Odyssey for 24 years. Wow. 24 years. And he walks across the street with that kind of heritage in a very traditional market. He knows everybody in town and everybody knows him. What does that say about Odyssey's management style? Well, I think it says something about the management style and also about their compensation plans these days. In other words, this guy's working for 24 years for Intercom then Odyssey in Kansas City. He's got a great gig, obviously. And, and that maybe he's just happy being a, a, the, uh, you know, a, a DOS or a, you know, sales executive. But, but why do you leave? You know, there's the old adage is that when, you, when you know, people join a company and they leave a manager. I, it, it's got to be something with the manager that, he, that, that he's working for that something has changed, something went down, some guy or some gal was told to tell Deutsch this is the deal going forward, and he said, I'm going to look around. And by the way, I don't have a non-compete. Because he just he left well, Odyssey and he's starting with Steel City, so there's no non-compete issue. Yeah, no six no months six months sitting on the beach. He just walked across the street, so something's really wrong. And the media insultants will get to the bottom of this. We will find out what happened there. I promise you. We we keep hearing things about compensation, and the the theory within Odyssey is we'll cut their commissions, so they'll work harder to make the same amount of money they made last. Works every time. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. And people, you know, people vote with yeah. their feet. Well, speaking so. of joining a company, and now, you know, we're, we're now at uh, February 24th. There's still no market manager in Denver for Bonneville, and they just got named Country Music Station of the Year. And there's no general manager to pick up the trophy in Las Vegas at the Academy of Country Music Awards. They'll find somebody, Keith. Don't worry. It's, they'll hey, find somebody. You, you know people it. who've been talked and talked to or at least contacted, and, you know, it's uh, – it's a tough sell. Well, and I mean, it's a it's a good job in a good market, and the people they're talking to say, "I'm not moving. I like where hey, listen, I live." You and I, let's let's alternate. Let's do let's alternate weeks. You do two weeks in, I do two weeks in. You go back up for two weeks in town media. Keith and Jackson, we could we could we could knock that job out. You know, easy easy peasy, not a problem. I got the cow. I got we'll my cowboy boots in the closet. That. I'm ready to go. Let's go. I've got my pair, and I've only worn them twice. So, you know, Seattle's not a cowboy. Yes, it, it, it sure was. Don't get that. <laughs> well, it was when you had Compass. That's right. All right, till next week, Keith. The Media Insultant is a production of InTown Media, the podcast available at your favorite platform, and the videos are in the Media Insultant Showcase on Vimeo. And soon to be on CNN Plus, huh? Hey, Why not? I think it's a, a prime time, uh, our primetime shot. There you go. That's right. That's right. So I'll see you next week, Tuesday. Have a great weekend, Jackson. See you then.